Real quick, before we get into the show, I wanted to share a new service called Getita that Ken and I have been using that has made us over $10,000 in Amazon reimbursements. The service requires no monthly subscription, and Getita collects a small percentage of the money they recover for you. It takes less than five minutes to set up and works on all Amazon marketplaces. Go to getita.com, G-E-T-I-D-A, and enter promo code FTM400. That's FTM for firing the man 400 to get your first $400 in reimbursements commission free. How much money does Amazon owe you? Welcome everyone to the Firing the Man podcast, a show for anyone who wants to be their own boss. If you sit in a cubicle every day and know you are capable of more, then join us. This show will help you build a business and grow your passive income streams in just a few short hours per day. And now your hosts, serial entrepreneurs, David Schomer and Ken Wilson. Welcome, everyone, to the Firing the Man podcast. On today's episode, we have the privilege to interview Elizabeth Griffin. Elizabeth is a video marketing expert, a video maker, script guru, and YouTuber. She is already well-known amongst entrepreneurs in the Netherlands and has started translating her extensive work into English with a book, The Little Black Book of Video Marketing, with seven proven effective video scripts, available on Amazon and her English YouTube channel. Elizabeth is a former TV director who took her experience into video making and content for marketing. This ensures high involvement of viewers and great reactions and ROI on videos. Elizabeth is a friendly person. However, she is also Dutch. And you will notice that when she speaks her mind on marketing and video, she might be a little more direct and to the point than the average American. But then her advice is always well meant and helpful. Very excited to have you on the show. Welcome, Elizabeth. Thank you. Thank you. So to start things off, can you please share with our listeners a little bit about your background and your path to becoming a video expert? I started off studying history, and that's really a study in in telling stories, making uh, not so interesting facts into into compelling stories. So I think that was a good start. And then I started working for television, and I learned a lot about using sound and image to tell a good story. I love doing that. If you work for television, and it might not, I don't think it's very different in the U.S., you're not very much the boss of your own time. Uh, when I started my family, I was looking for something to do with what everything I knew about telling stories and video. And I was and looked at the internet and I thought people can use some help there telling their stories on video. I really I love my family, but I I love my I love video just as much I think and all the opportunities it gives us. That's awesome. So, Elizabeth, the audience today primarily in e-commerce, and you know, one of the the big things with e-commerce is vi- you know, video converts. It converts uh, big time into sales. So, so how can entrepreneurs use video to get a wider reach and be found more online? Uh, video is, is like a piece of clay, really. You can make anything with it. I think the first thing you need to do as an entrepreneur is use a lot of video, not just one or two, but as many as possible anywhere you can find it. And then, of course, it depends on the products you sell. So you can make product videos. But as an entrepreneur, I think people are always interested in other people. So it's good to show your face. 
and tell your story as well. I think the best way to use video is use a lot of video. Yes, I didn't like YouTube very much a couple of years ago, but I find it a really good channel for marketing. Lots of videos on YouTube. Very nice. Now, as entrepreneurs are, are working on this video content, what are some things that they can focus on to make sure that the videos are interesting to the audience? We can make interesting videos. We can you, you can make art with videos. There's there's lots of opportunities. But I think uh, looking for the right subjects to make videos about is a lot more interest is more important. And and really the best thing to start and you never have to stop doing that is answering just the most basic questions about all your products, even the questions you think that everyone knows the answer to, you can make videos about those because that helps you get found as well. So make a list of all the frequently and not so frequently asked questions and also the questions that people are afraid to ask because they uh, they might think, oh, that might be a bit of a dumb question, so I won't ask it, but make videos about those as well. Where would someone find, like FAQs, uh, that's obviously, you know, if you sell on Amazon or Walmart, you can go to the FAQ section and look and see what, you know, your your shoppers, your customers are, are asking questions now uh, what about the ones that are unknown like do, like you just mentioned which i think is great by the way like you know because people are afraid to put that in there like oh i'm afraid to ask this question because i don't want to look stupid but so how could how could we find those out like where where are those I think a great way is to have having videos online really encourages people to ask you questions. So I had my best video subjects I got from people not being afraid to ask stupid questions anymore because they knew me. So that really helps. And I've also found that I, I used to be not such a big fan of going to uh, parties and, and, and birthdays and stuff like that. But I go now as a research. So I talk to lots of people about what I do and they just blurt out things. And I think, thanks. That's another video. So uh, talk to lots of people. I like that. And you had mentioned the YouTube. So posting videos, I guess this is a two-part question is how often should you post to YouTube? And then your what your recommendation is, is to basically like the more you post videos to YouTube, you can go and harvest questions out of like the comment section and things like that. And your email people will feel free. The thing is with video and you know that if you if you've seen someone on video, you feel like you know them and then you are not afraid to look stupid and not send an email with a question anymore. OK, yeah, kind of like an ice icebreaker. You're kind of warming them up, right? Yeah. My next question is, so I, I think I forgot where I read this. I read it somewhere, I promise. In psychology, the human, our um, attention span is like seven seconds. Like if you can't grab someone's attention in seven seconds, they're off to, you know, they're swiping up or they're off to the next thing. And so what are like your top three recommendations for, for grabbing someone's attention in the first five seconds of a video? Well, the first one is to actually start right away with promising what people are going to get. So in this video, I will tell you how to bake. This is not a good example. How to bake a banana bread. But see, how to solve this problem. Because then you people know what to expect. And it's very it's not really fun or anything, but it's very, it works a lot. We see it a lot on YouTube. And another way to start a video is with a question. It's been done a lot. So it thought it was getting a bit boring, but it still works really well. Yeah. If people think yes to your question, they will stay until the end. The only thing there is once you know this works, people tend to start with not one question, but two or three or four, and then it doesn't work. So you have to stick to one question. It's boring. There's a, there's, a, there's a nicer one as well, the third one. Can I do that now or did you have another? You bet. This third one is a lot nicer and it is once upon a time. If I say once upon a time, you think, tell me more. And it never fails. 
somehow. It just piques people's attention. It's from the time before we had electricity and just campfires. And we get like, oh, tell me more. So start a video off with Once Upon a Time in your... And I can see it because I, I use it every so often. And it's, it, they're always the best watch videos, no matter what the subject is. I really like that one. I've never heard it before. So yeah, I'm going to try that. It's fun. It's just storytelling, of course, but it's how we're programmed to be interested in that. Anything else on on beginning videos before we move on? I think it's good to have some movements in a video because we can say things that catch people's attention, but I'm a big fan of going for a little walk if I record a video. And that's actually the same thing. People want to know where you're going. Very basic psychology, but it really works. So it doesn't even matter that, that it doesn't even matter so much what you say because people will be like oh it's just uh, what's happening now where's this person going and we'll just wait and see and and even if you're not really actually going anywhere people will they'll keep watching until the end definitely that's uh in thinking of some videos that i have watched that where the person is walking and i i think often think to myself like oh that neighborhood kind of looks like mine or i wonder yeah i wonder where they're going and and so there is some psychology behind those videos that i i may not have realized so you need uh you do need a self stick or something for that some kind of thing to put your camera on definitely that makes sense for our listeners and actually i can speak to this personally for people that are introverted and and get a little nervous in front of the camera what are some ways that they can either overcome that or go about things a little bit differently to help overcome that i'm an introvert myself and i find making videos easier than as speaking in front of a crowd of people or spending a day doing a training with plenty of people. If I make a video and I do it by myself, nobody knows what went wrong. So it's just me and this camera. So I feel very safe doing that myself. And the other thing is, and that goes for everyone, introverted or not, can't count on our spontaneity to make it work. So preparation prevents poor performance. Isn't that what they, that's what they say. That's why I uh, it said script guru, uh, script guru at the beginning and my book has seven video scripts in it. That helps you prepare. And it doesn't mean you have this piece of paper and you read from it, but uh, thinking in advance of how you start, what you actually want to say and how you're going to end it, that really makes you feel a lot more relaxed in front of camera. And it's also less work. Yes. So, because I think people look very stressed in front of the camera, not if they're talking, but if they're thinking like, oh, what am I going to say next? And, or uh, how, am I going to, how am I going to end this? And then you break the contact with camera. So preparation is my number one way to make good videos. And that goes for introverts and extroverts. Yeah, I like that. And and I don't think David ha- I don't think David has any camera shyness at all. But I I do think like being prepared, like oh, like you know, if if you were to like say, oh, go make a video of this right now, and there's no sheet or anything, you're kind of like yeah. eh, scrambling. But yeah. you know, if you have a, a sheet here with with all your notes, yeah, you're right. Like it, you're way more confident. Or you're like, oh, I. I just have this right here. So, so I like that a lot. So for all of you introverts that are listening, make a, make a sheet. And Elizabeth, I think to your point, make one either way. If you're, if you're shy from the camera or not, then you can have a sheet to, to keep you prepared. So. Yes, also because because if we if you talk from a cough, it's it, there's usually a lot of extra sentences and words, and you're going like um, that doesn't uh, make for an interesting video. 
Right. Yeah. Kind of just scrambling and on and on. So yeah, no, I agree. Um, so you, you kind of mentioned it earlier in the video and the conversation you had mentioned movement, kind of going for a walk and, and you're just like, Hey, get a selfie stick so you can like, you know, to, like a prop to help. So we have a lot of uh, solarpreneurs that listen to the show that maybe they didn't, you know, maybe their budget's not very big. Um, what are some, what are some props, some, some gadgets, some things that you need to tape videos with, you know, besides the selfie stick? Are there any other, um, you know, items that you need? A, a smartphone, of course, or a camera, but I think it, the, the smartphone camera is just so good right now. So uh, a selfie stick, or if you if you walk, you need you need to hold on to a selfie stick, but if you sit down or you stand up, you need like a tripod because you can't hold your camera in the in a selfie stick if you stand still because that'll look wobbly. So I have, I myself have a selfie stick with little legs, so it's a tripod and a selfie stick at the same time. And the other thing, the only other thing I think everyone needs is a microphone because look at us here at sound as sound is very important and it doesn't really come across very well if there's if you have a long distance between your mouth and the microphone so we need a lavalier a lapel microphone and they are extremely cheap that's basically i think everything you need i wouldn't recommend recommend buying lighting sets and stuff like that at the start on the lavalier i, I do want to ask one follow-up question cordless or wireless or with a wire and if you have any brand that you particularly like feel free to shout them out yes i have a cordless one myself but what happens the more electricity stuff you need but the more complicated you make it the more chance of mistakes so i have been out there for going for a walk with my selfie stick and i wanted to turn on the sound and then i noticed i forgot to charge the my wireless little sets well then it doesn't work so i always have lavalier mic with me with a long cable six meters i the i rogue is a really really good brand so for the wireless i like to rode wireless go too it's now that if you heard of that they're really small really good stuff and for the the good thing is for the for the lapel microphone, really any almost any brand can do, and you can also use the things from your from your phone, the microphone you get with your phone, the headset. So really, you want to make as little mistakes as possible, and the more stuff you have, the more chance of mistakes, and it's really annoying to have come back from having recorded a video and noticing there is no sound because you forgot to charge your wireless. Also, there's a big difference in, in, in Europe. You can buy a microphone for $15 and then the wireless set is about $250. So that's a big difference. So just to recap the the gadgets and stuff to, to have is a selfie stick, which is relatively inexpensive, a cell phone. Everybody has cell phone, right? Uh, a lavalier, I think you yeah. mentioned, you know, I think we have some of those for the podcast studio. I think they're 10 or 15 bucks wired, yeah. wireless. You're recommending wired for, you know, someone just starting out. It's the price is right. And it's kind of, it reduces the uh, errors, right? Like it reduces it if you don't, if you don't forget to charge it or whatever. And so that is pretty simple to to get that set up and, and, and start taping some video. Yeah, you can do for for. for Forty dollars, you can have only everything you need, and yeah. then there's there's a sun that gives us free, very good light, even indoors. Yeah. And then one last question, or one last additional question on that is for editing. 
let's say, do you find yourself when you tape videos? I mean, you've been doing it for a while, but so for someone that's new, do you find yourself, do you have to edit a lot of them or do you just try to like do the whole video without any mistakes and then upload it? What What is your preference and do you have any software that you use? Yes, my preference is to record a video in parts. So I write the script and I do paragraph for paragraph because I cannot, I would end up crying at take 26 if I tried to do the whole thing. <laughs> and I know lots of people who called that there's not many many people who actually can do that if you record it in like five six seven parts and then add all those parts to an editing app they are really inexpensive as well and there's new ones on the market every every week almost they usually teach people how to work with the app called InShot video editor if you've heard of that i'm always looking for apps that give a little more opportunities to use extra shots not just have the talking hat but also make some shots of well, other stuff you can show for like products so i like the InShot editing app and, and there's also this the the free one CapCut. Lots of children use it as well for making uh, Fortnite videos and stuff. And that one, but that one is related to TikTok. I've heard some people thinking, oh, I don't want to work with TikTok. In that case, you should use InShot. I heard, heard about people being a bit, yes, about TikTok being a bit controversial. Absolutely. We've got that going on in the U.S. where I believe, I don't know what the current status of it is, but I think it's, Ken, do you know? Is it banned? I think there's like a few states that banned it, but in the, but at the federal level, I think it's still wide open. I know it is because my kids use the TikTok all the time. So. But yeah, several so. states. Do you have any recommendations for how to find topics for videos. Is there any online repository of, say, hundreds of topics that you could use for videos? Right now, AI is, is, a, is a good way to get some brain uh, brain dump going for uh, for video topics. You can ask for maybe 10 video topics about uh, and then your your business. That would be the easiest, fastest way. Yeah. Elizabeth, have, our audience is pretty familiar with ChatGPT and AI and asking questions. So what would be um, a couple of different prompts you would use to like, let's Let's give an example. I always use my my uh, bubble water bottle. I don't know. I don't know why, but I always use it. So let's say we're a, we're a company. We're selling water bottles, and so we want to get we want to go make twenty five videos that day. What would what would we type into AI to get like some some really cool video topics? Oh, of course. I'm back to what are questions that people have about. That's one. Then there's really lovely way to make videos is to talk about assumptions people have that are wrong. Yeah, myth busting. That would be a good one. I think that you have you heard of Marcus Sheridan, marketing. No. He's written a couple of books about this, and he really thinks all we should do is answer questions. So make long videos about where you answer questions. Make short videos where you answer questions. But I think I love the myth busting uh, to tell people uh, about. It's a really nice way because it's annoying if people have assumptions about your work that don't fit. And then it's lovely to do that in a video. So that's that. those are the two things I would type in to get it started, really. And then the other thing is talk to real people. Also direct. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so talk talk to real people. Yeah. Use the FAQs, like you mentioned. Yeah. Myth busting. Go ahead. You're all familiar with that as well, because that's the same for everything. I had my best topics come from from Google, uh, the automatically uh, adding words to your query. The autofill. Yeah. And then there's uh, this tool called Keywords Everywhere. Are you familiar with that? I use that a lot. Just look for where is the the niche. So where are people looking for? And there's not a lot about it. And I'm always surprised that there's still so much room there. 
So I'm not doing anything uh, different from bloggers uh, and, and other people, I think. Francis, that's video. I like how you're hitting it from like questions, FAQs, talking like you're hitting it from a bunch of different angles and then covering kind of like all, all of the content at once. And so videos really work well to get in touch with people and to, to answer their first question. So it's always it's always a lot more basic than what you know about it. And the thing is, people are afraid to uh, make videos about basic topics because they're afraid we think they're a bit simple or then they don't know enough or they want to be the experts. But it's always it's always the videos of which I think, oh, that's a bit that's a bit simple. And sometimes I wake up at five in the morning and think, oh, I have to take this video off. I can't make it. And then that's always the video that has the most, the quickest views and the most reactions. That's fascinating. I made a video myself about, I have a better example. I have this uh, client of mine uh, does crochet. Uh, do you know that that work uh, thing? And she has a YouTube channel that grew very quickly. But one day she didn't know what, she didn't have a, like a, a new uh, vest or a pattern to make a video about. And she told people in her video how to, and here's where I go, where my Dutch goes, but how to do, how to change a little stick, how to finish the work. And for her, it was like something she does every day. And I have never seen a video grow in views so fast as that one. And she was like, I thought everybody knew that. So it's it's always that stuff. If you have a video on YouTube that does really well, most of the time the maker is really surprised. They're going like, so we have to look for the stuff where we think uh, that's too simple and make videos about that. A lot of times I think entrepreneurs always try to like complicate stuff and we always try to make it too complicated. Like we, what you're saying is take a step back so make a simple video, answer a question, and, and and that's good. So yeah, I think for the water bottle, I think what would be really cool is climb up on a building and drop it, MythBusters, and say, will it will it will it break or will it not break? So that would be a cool video to watch. All right, does it how does it do in a blender? <laughs> Elizabeth, can you tell us a little bit more about your book, the Little Black Book of Video Marketing with seven proven effective video scripts? I love scripts and I think uh, more people should use them. So I put together seven scripts for people. They could just, I have examples with them and I tell them exactly all the steps. Every Some scripts have three steps and some have seven to eight steps. And they can just start writing with the book next to it. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. And if people are interested in purchasing that, where can they find it? This book is on Amazon. On Amazon. Perfect. Well, we will post a link to that in our show notes uh, for anyone who is interested in buying it. So, all right, Ken, let's get into the fire round. For every guest we have on the show, we, we put them through the ringer. It's called the fire round. Are you ready? As ready as can be. What is your favorite book? I'm going to be a bit cliche, sound cliche, but right now it's a book by Marcus Sheridan. They ask you answer. And it, had, it has been my favorite book for eight months now. Okay. Awesome. What are your hobbies? I love my work. I have one little hobby and that is running. Just did like, 9K today. Nice. So you're a distance runner. Okay. Oh, no, it's very small. And I'm very slow as well. I don't walk, with, I don't run with other people because it, they would laugh at me by myself. It, it's okay. Uh, what is one thing that you do not miss about working for the man? Having to convince someone that my idea is good. I can just do anything I want, and I love that. It's freedom. feels like freedom, right? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Last one. What do you think sets apart successful entrepreneurs from those who give up, fail, or never get started? Pushing through, staying the course. Even when it 
when you you're when you're not very happy, just keep breathing and give it give it some more time. Yes, excellent answer. All right, Elizabeth, want to thank you for being a guest on the Firing Man podcast. Uh, if anyone is interested in getting in touch with you, uh, we've got links in the show notes to your website, your YouTube channel, and LinkedIn, as well as a link to Amazon with your new published book, The Little Black Book of Video Marketing. And so want to thank you for, for being a guest and looking forward to staying in touch. Thanks for having me as a guest. And it was very nice meeting you. Before you go, we wanted to share a new service that Ken and I have been using called Getita that has made us over $10,000 in Amazon reimbursements. The service requires no monthly subscription and Getita collects a small percentage of the money they recover for you. It takes less than five minutes to set up and works on all Amazon marketplaces. Go to getita.com, G-E-T-I-D-A.com and enter promo code FTM400. That's FTM for Firing the Man 400 to get your first $400 in reimbursements commission free. How much money does Amazon owe you?